6.30 for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. If you haven't been living under a rock, then you probably know if you watch any form of commercial television that we do have the Commonwealth Games on at the moment. They're quite spectacular, some of the events and some of the athletes that partake in all that is the Commonwealth Games. And very interesting this morning, news has come out about the African nation of Cameroon, which has lost one third of its games team. Yesterday afternoon, Cameroon officials revealed eight out of the 24 athletes on their team have gone missing from the village. Team Cameroon Chef de Mission, which I've looked up because I thought, hang on, <laughs> like the team chef, I've looked it up. That means the person in charge of the national team at the international sports event. So basically, team leader Victor Agbor Nzu, that's his name. I'm just going to call him Victor. The leader in charge, Victor, said that he was pretty sad to announce that the team members had gone missing and confirmed that these athletes, six men and two women, left in three waves. Five of them were boxers and three of them were weightlifters. And out of those that went missing, six competed without winning medals, while there were still two who were still due to compete. Here's my question this morning I put forward to you. How do you, how do, you do that? You go through all that training, all that preparation to not follow through with the event. It's, uh, yeah, the athletes' visas are yet to expire, though. The authorities are aware of the incident, not currently per- pursuing a missing persons case, but... Um, Yeah, the team leader, Victor, he's also said that it's quite worrying and it's not a good image for the country. The Commonwealth Games Federation Chief Executive, Mr David Grevenberg, said that it was disappointing some athletes didn't compete as scheduled, but it's not the first time that Cameroonian athletes have gone missing, apparently. 2012, seven athletes from Cameroon were reported missing from the London Olympic Games. And in 2006, more than 40 athletes and officials who participated in the Commonwealth Games here in Oz in, in Melbourne overstayed or they sought asylum here in Oz as, as well. So it's a it's somewhat of a, a reflection on the times within in the country, isn't it? I've had a another bit of a look up as to what's going on over there and it's still it's quite a young country, Cameron, and it's yet to really create or establish some some adequate infrastructure and it's estimated that forty eight percent of the population there live below the poverty line. So I mean that gives a gives us all a little bit of context as to perhaps why they might have deliberately gone missing. What are your thoughts, guys? Always love to open the phone lines to you. It's 13 27 10 here in the studio. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Retro Refuse with John. And this morning we are heading on back to 1969. It was released on this date. Support your local sheriff. Good morning, Verity. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Good to be back and chatting film with you. Are you a bit of a fan of westerns, John? A little bit. I mean, I sort of overdid it as a kid with John Wayne and stuff. I'm more of a James Garner fan. The question is, will Calendar support their local sheriff? His name is Jason McCullough, and he alone holds the answers to Calendar's problems. James Garner is the lead in this movie, but people might remember him from Brett Maverick, which he played from 57 to 62, and then reprised it again from 1981 to 1982. The story basically a pun on all westerns, and it's quite clever. You don't have to have a wide range of movie knowledge to get this movie, because it's just straight out fun from start to finish. It's, it's awesome, it really is. It's so clever and so funny. Is it a bit of slapstick comedy then? 
Oh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I mean, but it's basically, it starts at a funeral. They find gold in the gravesite and the town just goes mental. <laughs> they um, start digging up the whole cemetery? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it becomes a magnet for, like, all the local lowlifes and everything else. But they're too interested in having, getting, finding their wealth. They're worrying about law and order. So along came this laid-back gunslinger, Garner. He's just very clever, and the way he does everything, it's, it's almost on, non-confrontational, and it's just so funny. It's really, really, really clever. I mean, Garner's done a lot of films. Probably the most notable is the ultimate chick flick, The Notebook. It's all coming back to me now, looking at his face. Would you say that was the ultimate chick flick, The Notebook? Yeah, look, I think you'd be pretty spot on there. I actually got into him during the 70s watching The Rockford Files. He played a PI and stuff. He was just the nicest guy as well, so decorated World War II veteran, so yeah. And there's some great actors in this film, Bruce Dern, Walter Brennan, who actually plays a pun on himself from the, the iconic... Uh, my darling Clementine, where he was the head of the family in that. And Jack Elam plays the trusty sidekick. Um, oh. He's the one with the Marty Feldman eyes. Oh, okay. He's been in so many westerns. It's, it's, it's just hilarious, this film. <laughs> and you've got um, Harry Morgan from MASH. Oh, you've got the whole crew. Yeah, it's just a really great film. And even the, the, the title's a pun. Because Nixon started, if you go back and watch a lot of movies from the 70s or TV shows, you'll notice on police car it says, Lo- support your local police. Ah, uh, of course, so they've, yep. The more you know, the, the more the, you get out of it. But as a straight film, it is only 96 minutes long, and it is awesome. And a bit of fun. Well, hopefully some of our, our listeners give it a go. Released on this date back in 1969, Support Your Local Sheriff, starring, now I know, one of John's favourites, James Garner, and he, well, a y- very young version at that. And there's not a Tom Cruise in sight. <laughs> the most important thing. Thanks so much, John, for your time this morning. We'll catch you next week. You have a great one, Verity. Thank you. Verity for breakfast. And a whole different sort of topic of discussion, but a very interesting one, I think, is looking at expenditure for pets and some of the really quite uh, high statistics along with that, Barry. Anyone listening to Triple M right now should take pause as they look in the mirror this morning as they're about to apply (laughs) their makeup or to have a shave or both that today the average adult Australian is spending more money on the care, food and toys of their pets than what they do on personal grooming. Wow, there you have (laughs) it. It is a huge opportunity so that when the pets, dogs in particular, give you unconditional love, Australians are inclined to return it with unconditional expenditure. With the economic downturn, with the headwinds of competition and economic buoyancy and that sort of thing going out the window, it's very interesting that discretionary purchases are very much there when you are looking at the pets. There seems to be very deep pockets, very long arms, because people want to share the love that they have with their dogs and so consequently the industry is now starting to recognize that Australian pet owners are humanizing their dogs. They don't talk about the dog, the cat, they're talking about the boys and girls and that is being reflected in an accelerating expenditure pattern. Because they're part of the family so you'd maybe advise maybe we should all be getting some shares in, in Well pet. I don't think you have to look far beyond the supermarkets today as you walk down the aisle of a supermarket you may register that there is a large area 
area of fruit and vegetables, followed by dairy products, and the third largest allocation of lineal meterage, not less than 32 metres of product services and applications for pet care in the typical supermarkets today. So they are important, one, for the pet owners, but two, for the retailers who want to service the needs of their existing past and prospective customers. You're not necessarily telling our listeners to, you know, pull back the reins on the love, but maybe just, you know... There's also body wash available in the same store. <laughs> well, body wash insurance and the full bit bedding and grooming is that's the sort of thing that what's good for the individual is today good for the pet. And so consequently, it's just say, be aware, recognise and then respond accordingly to whatever is best for you. Well, Barry, thank you so much for having a, a bit of a chat with me this morning. Muchly appreciated and look forward to having you back on next week. Looking forward to it, Verity. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. <laughs> Davo's joke of the day. Can and you it's believe- Thursday. It's a Thursday, which means that tomorrow is Friday the 13th, which will be a bit spooky, won't it? Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Here we go. We've got Davo's joke. Here and now. Three mischievous grannies, Wilma, Betty and Sylvia, were sitting on a bench outside a nursing home when Grandpa George walked by. Wilma yelled out saying, We bet we can tell exactly how old you are. Grandpa George said, There is no way you can guess it, you old fools. Betty said, Sure we can. Just drop your pants and briefs and we can tell your exact age. Embarrassed? Just a little bit. But anxious to prove that they couldn't do it, he dropped his drawers. Then Sylvia asked him to first turn around a couple of times and jump up and down several times. Then they all piped up and said, You're 87 years old. Standing with his pants down around his ankles, Grandpa George asked, How in the world did you guess that? Slapping their knees and grinning from ear to ear, the three grannies happily yelled in unison, we were at your birthday party yesterday. Cheeky grannies. Cheeky grannies. See, even Just in old age, drawers. you can still have a good time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll have a better time. That's right. The cares have gone out the window. <laughs>